When so he like, was trying to figure out how to catch it, he said, Daddy's having lobster tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 101 of the Grimy Outdoors podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm AJ. I'm Jeff. I'm Ryan. Okay. I've heard of things, um, you know, the the guy down the street? Yeah. Not, not the tallest fella. He's got a Mr. Bi- Wiggles? Nope. He got a got a huge truck, though. Yeah. Biggest truck. Well, oh, is he a little oh guy? this guy. Yeah, yeah. This is not like that, <laughs> but I got, and we are not sponsored by this company, the coolest ice fishing scraper, scooper, not scraper, <laughs> scooper. I've ever seen. Look at this thing. <laughs> How big is the cat that you're scooping its litter with that thing? <laughs> it's for yourself, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's for the human it, litter box. Yes. <laughs> you look at this and, and you think it's useful. It'll be good. The reason why I think it'll be good is a couple things. Okay. One, the problem with scoopers, like there's never been a good scooper ever. Okay. They don't have walls. They ain't got, they have no walls leads towards like a lot Pieces, of the slush a lot just of slippage. Up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the stuff just slipping out of it. But with this sucker. I feel like that won't be the case, and it's got good drainage to get the water out, so when you scoop in, and it's exactly 10 inches for 10-inch holes, it says. Okay. So when I put it in, our auger is 10 inches, so I should be able to just go in, do one swoop. I think it's going to clear 90% out in two swipes. That's what I think. All right. I I'm, trust you. I'm sorry. I was petting Inu. What's that for? Inu is <laughs> <Inu's> our, <laughs> our dog. And now you don't get to use it. You get to use old snickle Fritz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to use the little plastic. You get one. to use the the ladle technique that's been around since this, 1805. Yeah, the one they use for spaghetti. Worked fine for Grandpappy. Works fine for me. <laughs> Not always searching for bigger and better things. Mm. One Happy time, with what you have. Want to hear yeah. a funny story? When Jeff and I were in our early teens, I was. Him and I were both pretty educated at this point on how to fish, and his grandpa took us fishing with his dad. And his grandpa was very sure, and I think at one point, didn't he have a radio show and stuff, like outdoor radio like show? He, he's a, a, an accomplished fisherman. I don't think he ever really did, like, like competitions <laughs> or anything, but, like, he'd go out and he'd catch big bass. He'd go out and he'd catch, you know, trout. Okay. Oh, he's a big bass man. So, so, <laughs> what is that? Average <laughs> average guy who enjoyed fishing. You know, <laughs> so, anyhow, we go out. Made fisherman. no big claims or nothing. I don't so, know. We go out with this braggadocious mug. Him. <laughs> we go out with this braggadocious mug. Uh. And uh, um, he took us out on his boat, and we were pumped to go out on a boat because we were poor. So, that was cool. We go out on the boat, and uh, I, like immediately he's like, all right, let's go out to the deep water. And it's like an early summer. And I was like, well, I feel like they'll be feeding in the shallows right now. He's like, nope, not in this lake. And we're passing shallows, and the water's crystal clear. And him and I are just seeing huge bass after huge bass <laughs> running around on the shallows. And I was like, can we fish here? He's like, nope, not going there. I was like, well, do you think maybe we could? Nope, nope, we're going out the deep water. We go out the deep water, and we are not catching anything. And the whole time, all I can think about is how many fish were visible that we on the way in that we could have caught. We ended up. Just getting to the point where we were casting a mile towards lily pads and stuff to get fish. We ended up <laughs> did catching some big bass that day. Yeah. Your mom See, your mom framed See? a picture of you and I with a fish, yep. and it was on her wall in the living room. I, yep. I was hoping that you guys got to go to the shallows and just slay them. It's nope. all about trying different tactics and going out with different people and learning what works on different lakes. I That's what it's all about. What Always had pictures of himself <laughs> with big fish. Oh, because so. he's a big fat bass fisherman. Regular, regular fisher guy. That's what I think Another of when guy. someone goes, "Oh, I'm a bass fisherman." That's just what I think of. Oh, you're so cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's it? 
<laughs> There's nothing worse than the sentence when someone's like, oh, you got to meet so-and-so. He's a real big hunter. That's the worst uh, one. Yeah, it is the worst. Oh, you, you'd love talking to this person. Nope. No, I probably wouldn't. Never would? Well, I just don't. That's not like, oh, yeah. you carry a purse, so you must love everyone that has a purse. It's just not the same. Nah, yeah. yeah. It's not the it's same not... bit. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for ice fishing. And yeah. we're in Michigan. It was one degree last night. Oof. And we finally, finally, finally made ice that I think is safe. Yeah. The lake that we're going to is completely iced over. It's going to be the low is two for the next two or three days. So yeah. we should be good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It'll be a little. Yeah, but then it warms up next week. I don't know if you saw. Next week, but not for this weekend. Yeah, but weekend. you better soak in the. Yeah. You better enjoy this weekend because mm-hmm. it might better not enjoy happen. this cold. Yeah. yeah. Might That'd not be the only actual ice we have in lower Michigan anyways. It's, yeah, yeah. It's been pretty awful. That water's going to yeah. be 32 degrees. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it will be regardless. Oh, yeah. You're, AJ, but, <laughs> AJ's doing a pour punch. I oh, yeah? Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, you Or elaborate. you could come hang out with us and just be on top <laughs> yeah, of the no ice. Kidding. Okay. He's, I'm like, AJ's doing a pour punch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> doing it. All right. Well, <laughs> well I mean, that's... It's well, a podcast. Like, it's the first time I've ever done it. I don't know why I chose to do it, um, but I, I committed yesterday, and I, now I have to do it. So make do sure you, you have any idea what the setup's like? Are you jumping into a hole in the ice? I would assume. with, with That sort of pull that up lunges. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Then don't it's, go. But it's like the sky I'm diving. not. It's like I the, won't. They got some <laughs> yeah. Navy SEALs there. You got to jump in knowing that you're going to immediately go into, like, shock, and you have to, like, remember to breathe, but not underwater. And there's so many, like, you panic immediately. Yep. And the you just you have to you know force yourself to maintain calm because you out. can have a heart attack. I will say this: <laughs> no, no kidding. This like that's wild. that's an actual concern. If yeah, you good. fall this through the ice like and go in the water, they said that you can actually like you know <laughs> panic. So you know. Well, Joe Rogan says that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna channel Joe Rogan. Um, why don't you just go run around in the snow? Um, it's not the same. Yeah, man, it's for charity. It is Grow the up. same. Is it for charity? How? Yeah. What it cost? Uh, it, it it's free to do it, but you can make a donation. So I donated ten dollars. Okay. Are you going in? It's only like waist deep. No, I think it? I'm going. I'm thinking I'm jumping in to a hole. You're jumping in. So you're probably jumping and falling in the hole. water like six foot. So you only got like six percent chance of dying. So you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of the scariest videos I ever watched was a couple who did it, and it and was current. They did it on a river. Oh, and they perished. go under, gone, Ugh. just gone. Why would no. you? Yep, J- I think this imagine is, that's how you go out. I think this is like a, a big. That would be a rough off the dime. one you're one under, and a half minutes. You're under the <laughs> ice and you're while you going can't. 100 miles an hour and hitting stuff. No, nope. I've heard a theory though that if you fall in the ice and you're under and there's not current, like you're in a lake and mm-hmm. you get stuck under the ice, that you can almost recirculate air by uh, the air that comes under the ice with you when you fell in. You can go up to those bubbles on the bottom of the ice and like. Try to suck it back oh, in as a breath. Okay. Yeah, just have the wherewithal to do that. Never while you're tried drowning. it, but <laughs> um, just remember to do that while you're drowning. <laughs> there, there was a book that I read uh, that had a story in it, and I believe it was true, where somebody fell through the ice, and when they did, they took a giant breath right before they did, and then it, they got knocked unconscious the second they were underwater. It was a kid, and the heart rate slowed down so much that they pulled them out like an hour plus later. And they were live what? because their no body way. their body shut down. Whoa. Yeah, I might want to look that up at the commercial, so don't quote me on it. And it was a book that we read in school. 
Jeff, you definitely weren't in my reading program, no. so that was uh, you didn't get that one. But I remember that story. We'd already moved yeah. on to Island of the Blue Dolphins by then. <laughs> what was that? Sixth grade. <laughs> Island of the Blue Dolphins. Sixth grade. That was huh? that was when we had it. That was you for remember him. That, that was for Jeffrey yeah. and like nah fifth grade. Yeah, he was gifted. Second. In, we were still in elementary school in fifth grade. He was in a program oh. called Gifted and Talented, so which I remember thinking. And they never moved classes in high school. They were always in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Their bus was different. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was smaller, you know, because there was less people. There's not that many smart kids in the school, <laughs> so it doesn't need to have a big of a bus. <laughs> no, he was, in so, he was in something called Gifted and Talented, which was like uh, the, the brilliant kids or whatever. That you knew were going to be space cadets in the real world, but uh, the uh, is this for real? Of, were you actually? Yeah, yeah but mo- most of us, I don't think anyone that was in that group is like, oh my god, like some crazy doctor or some like well world renowned. You know, it's just normal people. We were gifted and talented in a, in a graduating class of 120 yeah, it was kids. More it's not that hard. In <laughs> Madisonized Michigan, we're probably average for the rest. I, don't I know. remember thinking though, I'm like, what an idiot! All that means is you don't get recess twice a week. Oh, you they didn't get to do that. Yeah, no, we, they... we got to go off and do cool like field trips. Like, yeah, little little things like that. We did like do cool puzzles and things, and mm-hmm. you know, okay. we were fist fighting over soccer on the playground, like the good kids were. Yeah, yeah. went to went to space camp. That's what we did. The, the official was one? that a fa- the real yeah. one in Alabama? Uh, the commercials yeah. was that no due way. to that? I don't remember. I remember you getting back and talking. Me and Matt Luce went. Yeah, he wouldn't give wow. me like almost any details on it when he got back. He doesn't do that still. Yeah. Space Camp. Space Command. Post a podcast. It's you do, you oh, do that. that um, they got the power tower. They got the thing. It's in you, Huntsville. Uh, yeah, yeah. They got the thing where you do you spin you to test you for G's. Yeah, the and they're like, don't pick your head up. And what do I do? I pick my head just up. The gravitron. Then I was sick for the next like four hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I Can't tell it. me what to do. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It wasn't like overtime. It was immediate regret. Describe it a little better than you did. It's the the spinning. Uh, the like, like you the, seen the, the gravitron. Yeah, it's like a big wheel, but. You get in it and it spins around like this, and you're on the inside of the wheel spinning around. It's at every. And it holds you. Yeah, it's at it. It's you know, there's a Ferris wheel at every. Yes. You know, thing. There's one of these at everything. There's the teacups at every place. You know. Hmm. Centrifugal force, I believe. Yeah, and you just you're, <laughs> wow, you're, you're going you, around, Einstein. and the the <laughs> force job. is pushing you back towards the thing. We got some another of, short bus some candidate. Of them, <laughs> some some of them have like, they'll move up and down depending on how fast you're going. Yep. Yeah, this didn't have that. It was just. You know, <laughs> so, but, but, but anyways, yeah. Apparently yeah, on those. Yeah, you know that whole thing. Yeah, it wasn't that. Well, well I'm I trying to describe it. It's a thing that's very common, so I don't get what he, he doesn't is right. get about it. He is right. Well, I rode the space thing at uh, in Disney, <laughs> and it was a whole simulation. And I was the pilot. And if I didn't press the button at the right time, we would have died. So it's way better. Not than really. That. Yeah. Well, good for you. Well, Jeff, this, for this for place American propaganda had actual old. Uh, space equipment from some time no, before that. No, no. <laughs> we all know that wasn't real. No, that wasn't real. Neither was his Disney thing. <laughs> no, the Disney thing was real. No, yeah, real. No, that's real. We would have all died. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> that he moon, saved the day. That moon stuff. Uh. Uh-uh. He saved uh-uh. the day. What's the movie I want to watch again? The real complicated. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to. He had a chance. I, I, do, he had a chance on the flight. Well, we get on the flight. It's two and a half hours long. We get on a flight that's an hour and 45 minutes, and I didn't realize it. Or, no, no, no. We had you an hour and 45 left. I could have had watched correct. it on a three-hour flight. You started flight. Goonies. No, Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins, you're right. I watched Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins. 
So Wong, I, was, I remember loving it, but it was a little bit of a letdown. That's one of the best films, ever, not Gremlins. Interstellar is one of the best films ever made. Also, they followed like the the like the laws of gravity and physics to make that movie. So they brought in physicists to like nice. make sure it was all relatively sound. Big, to, big yeah. production. Like it, what would happen if you were able to? Yeah, because uh, obviously if we don't. Do they're it. all theories. Yeah, but yeah. if the theories were to play mm-hmm. out, this is what how it would work. You know, funny thing like that that I just saw on TikTok the other day. Um, uh, Seth MacFarlane, the guy who who made Ted, the movie with the teddy bear, Family Guy. Yeah, yep. He uh, better known more for famously. It. He called yeah. and talked to um, who's that? Uh, Elon Musk. physicist. Oh, uh, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, yeah. He sucks. and asked him about he does suck. the the what the sky would look like in Boston or wherever they were at if you're looking north northeast in this day in 1985 or whatever it was <laughs> and the sky that little Mark Wahlberg wishes to for the teddy bear to come to life mm-hmm. was an accurate depiction of what the sky would have looked like where the stars were oh correct, really for a comedy movie yeah and it's, he goes and that is why Ted is more, uh, you know, like space accurate than the Titanic because they didn't do that in Titanic. <laughs> That's called Hollywood wasting money right there. Yeah. Ironically, I woke up this morning and the first uh, uh, reel I saw today was a scene from Titanic. Nice. And I hadn't, Good th- movie. I hadn't thought about that movie in years and now I've heard it twice in one day. I think about it every day. We shouldn't go on boats. <laughs> <laughs> Why were we all so affected by Titanic when we were in seventh grade? Such a big deal then. The movie came out. In band, we played we the song. A lot younger than that when it came out. I don't. I don't remember it being. A we did the song in band. Oh, okay. It was okay. a big deal then to me. The okay. Titanic happened in 1902. Ah, shut. 1914, up. stupid. I think it was 12. I don't know. It was 12. April 14th, 1912. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know the April part, but I knew it was 1912. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, Jeff. Stupid. What, what, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> did you play trumpet or something? I did play trumpet. Yeah, that's right. And my heart will go to on. Me yeah, that's right. You you got information. Jeff, you had a story stuff. on ice fishing. I've been dancing around it for four hours, and you won't do the story. I know. It's like he doesn't know he's do on the a bit. podcast. Do the bit. Do the bit. You said you were going to dance for me, clown. Okay, fine. I had the scooper out. What else do you need? A reference? We talk about a what? What's the word? Can't pre-produce anything. How about a nice transition for what? Nice. Where's the silly string? What? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Name your top ten transitions, and I'll poke a hole in every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, diving into another topic. <laughs> So, talking about ice fishing, um, trying to come up with a good topic, and I uh, was thinking, you know, okay, we're getting ready to go ice fishing. What can I talk about? Do you remember when we were out on Lake St. Clair? What? <laughs> go ahead. Do you remember we were out on Lake St. Clair? We were spearing for pike. Perch. And Was it perch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyways, we're, we're out there spearing. And I sit and look at this thing, what I think is a rock. I was probably sitting. Probably the I was, first. I was sitting with Uncle Jim. <laughs> you were you were in a separate shanty with your dad and Mikey, possibly yep. Zach. But if he was there, he was forgettable. He didn't say much. <laughs> he didn't say much. Um, so I'm sitting there and we're looking down at fish. We got our spear ready, and I'm looking at this rock and I'm like, "Did it move? No, no, it didn't move. That's that's got to be a. Hey, it moved. What is that? So I'm sitting there looking at this thing and it's like a little bulbous. And it looks like it curls down by the what I thought was the back. You know, like your uh, yeah. You so know. I thought <laughs> everyone knows. I thought it was a crayfish, like a big crayfish. How big? I believe oh, like the size of your fist. Uh, maybe these three fingers. Okay. When so he like, was trying to figure out how to catch it, he said, 
daddy's having lobster tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit there and I'm looking at it and That's I'm like, great. I'm, I think, can you spear? So I'm looking up, can you spear? Which, who would attempt to spear yeah. crayfish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DNR manuals are not that detailed. No. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm looking, I end up not going for it and I'm glad I didn't because it eventually moved. It was a mud puppy. What? Have you ever seen a mud puppy? I've heard of a hush puppy. <laughs> nice. It's we ain't got s- no time for that crap. It's a sound. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you know that quote? No. Anybody? Uh, it's the movie that Tiffany talks about all the time because her peepaw was at the thing. Um, any more than that? Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, okay. Yeah, where he's like, it. you want anything? Hush puppies, daddy. We ain't got no time for that crap. Have you ever seen it? You, uh, no. you would enjoy it's, uh, the interactions between the sheriff and his son very much. Okay. You would enjoy that. I had never seen the flick though. I, I it's a good. I I watch it every Saturday for fifteen <laughs> years. So that was a uh, what a what a bizarre <laughs> transition. And, and we and we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. What a stupid way to start talking about your story. Hang on, your story is important. But first, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit from nineteen seventy four. You seen that? Is it, is it 74? I have no I don't idea. Know. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. <laughs> really? Your dad didn't make you watch it every Saturday? No. No. What about Good, Bad, yeah. and the Ugly? Nope. Okay, anyhow, we have different lives. Go ahead, Josh. So anyways. Sand puppy. I'm glad I didn't spare it because it was a mud puppy, which is a very big salamander. They grow to be like a foot long. Whoa. Yeah. They got people think it's a, people think of it as a fish. No, no, they're, no they're, one's seen a salamander newt in forty years. They're, they're all over. 20. I did twenty. There was one in my basement recently. Yeah. Oh, that okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My I have like a no tw- one with a house made before eighteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> my house was not built then. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Eighteen fifty. I'd like to remind everybody in this room. I fully own that house. So and it's, it's if got- anyone wants to speak up, they can say something about owning a house. What? <laughs> Is your name on the title? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was the deed. Mean. The deed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyhow, my basement's perfectly fine. There's no water sitting in it, and in the summertime, it gets a little like damp. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan but, basement. But it, well, it's not that bad though. It, it's got clean walls. I don't like, know that I went in the basement. Um, it's. But anyhow, we have a dehumidifier and everything down there. Mm-hmm. and So it's gross. I go down there. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a gross house. We got it. <laughs> 1800s, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I go down there to this perfectly dry basement, and in the middle of the floor is this little guy just chilling. And he, like, turns his head and looks at me, and I go to pick him up, and he just, like, curls in, like, a half circle. Just <laughs> and then he's, he's, his mouth is open, <laughs> in, in reaching at my thing. thumb. And I just went and put him outside. And yeah, I have not seen a newt or a salamander. In Keep in mind, since, so what, since was 2000. it a mud puppy or was it a what was it? It was the one with. We're the not doing your yellow, story. The yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a mud puppy. No, it was the okay. one with the yellow dots on it. It's like I, I got a no picture idea. somewhere. I got nothing. So okay. they can be a foot long. Um, so anyhow, that's the last time I so saw one. A lot of people think they are fish. Yeah. Well, they have they have these really. Have you ever seen an axolotl? Mm-mm. Yes. It's the little salamander-looking guy that you see in fancy fish tanks. That's got the little. Yeah. It looks like little tree branches coming off its face. Yep. Lily asked for one. It's for like Christmas. that. She did. It's one of the only amphibians that doesn't um, go through metamorphosis, like mm-hmm. tadpole, the frog. Most amphibians do that. This just stays the way it is. It maintains its gills, so it lives underwater. Wow. And uh, you you can't you can't fish or hunt for them in, in Michigan though. <laughs> Are you serious? Real bummed. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not allowed unless you get approval from the director of the DNR. So Mud maybe puppy. we could do that. No, but dude, I, I'm going to tell you right now, there is a culture based around killing those things. Yeah. Really? Really? Dude, I remember I remember as a kid going ice fishing with my dad and walking back in and three or four shanties on the way back in on Lake St. Clair had two or three outside their shanty because people would catch them and kill them and leave them on the ice to die. Why? That sounds terrible. Something like hey, you're seeing one, they're the, gross. The same mentality with pipe. <laughs> I was or, just uh, uh, say. Same mentality as like uh, carp. Yeah, that's how they would take it's it. Garbage. It's like it's a garbage fish. Get it like out of there. Like that one guy. But that it's that a we salamander. But but like people think it's a fish even upon looking at it. Oh, I, yeah. So they're just well, being dumb. It's a, it's, so it's a salamander, but its tail has a little bit more fin to it because it lives underwater, so it has mm-hmm. to be able to move itself around. So I I could kind of what do see they eat? It, but anything. That they can get their little faces on. Yeah, and that's why people crustaceans people kill them. Little invertebrates. Are, are they native? Yeah, yeah, they live all throughout the Midwest, like Michigan down to the very northern tip of Alabama. Can you like eat New a salamander? To, I feel like the meat would be gummy. You, you can, but no one recommends it. <laughs> well, you did some googling on they that. They said they said Oily. you get it. You get a nice uh, uh, a plank of wood. You know. You take the oh, you're doing the thing. You, you I can smell mud, it a mile you away. You take the mud puppy. <laughs> you uh, you 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 cut it open. You know, you remove the entrails. You can you know put whatever you want on it. Oh, hate you for this. Put it on the the stove. You cook it real nice, and you take it and you throw away the thing and you eat the board. Yeah, I smell. As soon as he said, "Get out a wood plank," I'm like, "You <laughs> you're a piece of garbage." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah, I'd, some some kind yeah. of little little amphibian guy. Yeah. You should have kept him. It's Newt, a gecko. Newt or a... Oh, yeah. Jenna asked, too. I'm yeah, surprised. You, I can't saying? believe they didn't stay in your house. Yeah. yeah. Knowing her. Not, not staying in yeah. the house. I'm surprised. It, why, why was it just in yeah, the middle of the your basement? basement? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> they live. They live you, as a kid, I used to go around at, at my up north. It was my uncle's property. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, we'd go and roll fallen trees, and you'd find them under. They like lit, they're nocturnal, and they'll live under stuff okay. and hide from predators during the day. This is regular salamanders. Right. And then they'll come out at night and eat whatever they're going to eat. Um, so these things, mud puppies, will live either in lakes or um, like streams, places where there's moving water. And you go and you flip over rocks and you'll find them. They're like catfish. They burrow, you know, wow. under rocks and they'll hang out there and then come out at night and foot long. Huh? What's the teeth situation? I don't know. I don't, I don't if you think were to weigh a f- If you were to weigh a foot long one, what would your guess be? Cause they're they're stocky, pound pound and a half. Yeah, they're like stocky. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like uh, they're like trout. You can't you, you don't want to hold them. If you do find one, you don't want to hold them for too long because their their skin is very. Um, That's what protects like them. Delicate. They, they don't they don't like discolors. There is some gas exchange through the skin, but they mostly breathe with their little. Oh, know, looking at they a have picture. like full things that they move around in the water to breathe. Okay. It's nuts. So they're like the right axolotl. Here. Put up, put up a picture right here. I, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking at a picture right oh, now. I can oh, see I why pe- <laughs> it almost looks like um the uh, uh not the dog. Is it the dogfish? What do we? What's the other one you can that looks like a snake in the water? That's that's what we're talking about. No, no. It's oh, a, you're talking about snakehead. Do we snakehead or bowfin? Which one? Bowfin. Okay. It kind of. I can see how it kind of would resemble something like that. Yeah. It just has legs. It just has legs. Yes. It's a little freaky looking. Yeah. Well, anyhow, anyone who was anybody was killing him when I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's, crazy. I don't like that. I never, I have never been, and my dad has never been somebody who's just killing things to kill him. Yeah. 
<laughs> after. That was like that guy. Except those people. That was like that guy who went out for uh, walleye that one time, and he, we, we caught a... Oh, Dr. Drew. What it's been that? long enough. We can probably... Yeah. I don't even think now. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, the, Sad story. Yeah. <laughs> people, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People, 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 I never understood killing things for the sake of killing things just because... I don't know. They don't I, like I it. Some they really... don't want it there. That's their water, and that that shouldn't be here. You yeah. know, they definitely like I get it for like, judge for like for like Joe. Asian carp, invasive species. I get it, but like just because you don't want to catch that because you don't like it, doesn't mean you should hurt it. And then, <laughs> you know, like, well, even the Asian carp it. get utilized. Like yeah. a lot of people who do that find somebody to take them to put them in gardens or. or I got or two something. in my freezer right now. I don't know why. <laughs> we had to do a cooking segment, so I saved one, and then we never did a cooking segment. <laughs> We're going to be doing one soon, so it works out. I got one to spare. Just I case. talked to Chummy today. Yeah? He went out uh, fishing for crappie, ice fishing, mm-hmm. and hammered monsters. AJ, I'll send you the picture to put up on the screen. And how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Reeb. His name's Rebe. Or no, it's Reeb, isn't it? Rebate. I always said the wrong thing. Yeah, I gotta we say the right thing for we History insisted. Channel. Did he correct us? Yeah, the last time we were there. You he, know me though. I don't hear that. Well, it, it went, <laughs> it, 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 I don't want none of that. I call you this. That's what you are now. <laughs> well, no, it went into the show, and uh, he saw it, and he was like, "That's really cool," but it's pronounced this way. <laughs> There's nothing we can fair, do about it now. He so. never said his last name right. Like there would. Yeah, I, I can't really blame him. Yeah, yeah, and also his first name is Aaron, and he spells it the girl way. Really? E-R-I-N? Mm-hmm. No way. I don't know I've that, never seen that, that before. Is that for sure a girl way? I don't. I thought it was. Typically. I thought it was A-A-R-O-N. I A-A-R-O-N guess all the boy the Aaron's I've known were A-A-R. How do, you, how do you do it? E. No, A. Yeah. What'd you just say? E. But it's not a J. Sure. It's, it's A-A. I, it's I, double A. So your name's Show us your nails. It's A-A. E-J Entertainment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A-A-Ron. T-N-A. Is that what it is, Jordy? Um... Anyhow, great story, Jeff. Damn. But I, I would be interested in catching one and looking at it, but now I'm going to yell at people if they're killing them. Yeah, that makes me sad. That's yeah. kind of a cool thing to have roaming around. Yeah. I, I want to see what were all the rage. I could really, really neat. I could re- we really got to watch the girls bow fishing, though, because I could see that making their radar for sure. Oh, <laughs> they 100%. are 100%. Those little killers. They, they don't. You're they like, don't. no, 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 no. And they're just, uh, they yeah, see they, movement. I mean, yeah, they get, <laughs> they get amped up about a four-inch bluegill. It's if nice because I can't there. hit anything right now, but once they get good. They don't really move that much unless you like you're getting in at them oh, like okay. if you flip the rock they're under they'll move but i doubt they'd make a big fuss if we were just going over them with the boat the would, girls will shoot them i'm telling you right now would you eat crappie like you would perch crappie crappie would be like bluegill or it's it's a white meat it's very good yeah. it's it, it would taste very similar to bluegill except much bigger mm-hmm. you've had it before you probably just don't remember okay you had that you at one night at dean's we had striper that's right. Crappie yeah. and catfish. Yeah. But to be fair, you wouldn't recognize them because those crappie were the size of your head. Mm-hmm. So were these <clears> ones. <throat> oh. Yeah, very impressive. Did we have that at Brian Baker's as well? We did, did catch crappie at Brian Baker's, yes. Okay. Yeah, what we had at Brian Baker's, remember the fish he cooked us? Yeah. Those were crappie. Okay. Nice. It was really you good. You loved it. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, the crappies, as far as. Done right. Yeah. What I like about crappies, too, is they got the big lip. So it's kind of like the bass lip where you can put your thumb in. It's really easy to get the hooks out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number two, they get bigger than bluegills or sunfish or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Number three, I've never – a lot of sunfish and bluegills get worms or mites, Mm -hmm. and you'll see them, like the black specks on them and stuff. And when you're cleaning them, you kind of got to go around them or knock them out. They won't hurt you, but 
I don't like worms. Safe, so. yeah. That's fair. Um, <laughs> crappie, I've never seen them have it. Yeah. I think they're way more beautiful. They're so cool looking. It's they're cool. like iridescent. It's purpley, black, silver. Like nuts. leopard. Yeah. Like leopardy. And uh, they, like they get bigger, and their skin is thinner, so cleaning them is easier. So oh, all okay. in all, I think crappie, but it takes them a little bit. They have to be a little bit bigger to get thicker, whereas okay. bluegills and sunfish can stock up a little quicker. But I, I would, crappie are my favorite. The other thing is about ice fishing for them, it's always kind of fun, is what I've noticed in my life is when you're fishing for bluegills, it's like the bluegills come in and they'll look at it and they'll play with it. Dude, I'm getting so jazzed mm-hmm. for this weekend. But they'll come in and they'll play with it and poke at it and stuff and then maybe grab it, maybe not. Crappie is like, hi, bye. And they <laughs> like they just they swam through really? the hole and they got it in their mouth and they're gone. And that huh. is, I've seen that consistently at almost mm-hmm. all inland lakes. That's the behavior of crappie I've seen. Interesting. Yeah. Way more aggressive. That. And it, it makes it way easier. Are those at your lake this weekend? Mm-hmm. They Crappies? are. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Crappie, perch, walleye, pike. Dude, oh, I'm so excited. I can't even explain it. We're going to be we ice fishing. We haven't gotten to go once yet this year. I know. Uh-huh. And we're going, to a, we're going to a private lake I've wanted to go to my entire life, and we're finally getting the opportunity to go on it. And it's uh, we're going to be able to go Saturday and Sunday. I'm going both days. It's funny because Abby was like, she she doesn't know that I know what she was doing, but I kind of blew it off. <laughs> but she was like, why is it that everyone seems to ice fish on, like, Sunday mornings? Like, why do they go in the mornings? Can't they go to church first and then fish? And I know she's really asking me to go to church first and then fish, but ain't happening. We got two days this year, and I'm – No I'll, kidding. I'll blame it on me. We got two days. Okay? Yeah. yeah, I'll blame it on you. You're not even there. <laughs> <laughs> AJ said. He yeah. goes, I'm coming. Cold <laughs> <laughs> punch. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut me a hole. Uh I need to look up if we can spear pike. I want to do it all. I yeah. We got all the tip-ups. And because there's walleye in this lake, I don't know how to target them, though. I don't know how they target them in this lake. And she was talking about how they all seem to go to the center deep area. Like, everybody just goes in one spot. And I was like, that doesn't mean anything because the lake is so long and so many nooks and crannies yeah, and crevices yeah, yeah. that I'm going to look at a, a map. I'm going to spend Thursday night doing topographical maps and looking at everything mm-hmm. and making a game plan and where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Everybody and, being in one spot, you can't trust that because that, that could have been no one caught nothing yesterday, but one guy caught a big yep. one, so everyone's over there, but he caught that on a fluke and no one catches nothing. That's what I thing. said. you got to use the main you know? one. The That's why I said it's like a sheep thing where everyone's like, it turned out good one day, so then everyone kept just doing that. Depends on the temperature. Depends on how the water's moving, what, whatever's going on. you got to just and move it, around in until my you experience, find a spot. There's, a lot of ice fishermen have no clue what they're doing. With that, there's a bit to that. It's like when you're sitting in your shanty and you're looking at another shanty and they've been there for four hours, you're like, they got to be getting something. <laughs> they know something that I don't know. We should yeah. go over there. It's like you, But you imagine, but they could be as stupid as you sitting there And going, saying the same thing yeah, about you. Yeah, and like you have this – when you go out as a fisherman, that is a bit. you like have this assumption that the other shanties all know, and they don't. Yeah. And like in some ways, you kind of want to follow the crowds in some things if you know nothing. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I've got a mm. couple ideas because, like for instance, the property's on a cove, mm. and that cove is small, but in the middle it's 12 feet deep. Well, she goes, nobody ever fishes it. I go, there's three retiree houses around it where they live in Florida that time of year. They don't, of course they don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you catch fish off the dock in the summer? They're like, oh yeah, all the time. I'm like. Oh, they have, they caught, she was bragging about how big the catfish was. And she's like, humongous. And I look, it was just a decent sized bullhead, but there's <laughs> bullheads too. But hey, it's, nice. it, you know, That's cool. yeah. you think someone's going to be going around checking tents? Yep. Man. And I'm going to be ready. That yeah. guy's, what a job. I know. You know what I think is funny is the way you just described it. Ice fishing people are like the exact opposite of most <laughs> other people in the outdoor industry. How do you mean? Everyone's looking at everyone else going, God. 
I bet he knows something I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. I hate him. <laughs> That's that yeah, is funny. Great. Like you were saying though, like the the people like following if you don't know anything, kind of following people around. Mm-hmm. Seems like Lake Trout was kind of like that when we went and did that a, a, a while ago. Right. Yeah. So right, everyone was just yeah. But in when one do, spot. when do we catch them? When we try a new spot, we're all alone. It, mm-hmm. Right. But clearly, like people do catch them there. Right. But it was kind of like that where everyone just like piled on top of each other right there. Yeah. We, we we did this one uh, um, inland lake recently where we had gone there. We've actually filmed the ice fishing episode there, mm-hmm. Camping Coat Dave's place. And we would always go in this one area and we did okay. We moved to a new area and we started getting monsters. And we went to an area 30, no one else. 36 inch pike mm-hmm. through the ice. Almost 37. Me yeah. and Lily caught and it. And that guy came and lost his mind on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's It's those it. people that just want to. Yeah. He owns this lake. This is his lake. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You have a racing jacket. You're the coolest. But I think the only <laughs> no, reason. Bro, it's because he's got the biggest house. Yeah. I think the reason why he ended up being nice to me is because I challenged him right back, though. Which has never happened to him in his life. Yeah. <laughs> Trust isn't built in a day. It's built over time. The early hours and the late nights. It's built by doing the work and pushing the limits every day. Because the promises we make are the promises we were built to keep. The Greenway Outdoors is brought to you by Ram Trucks. Built to serve. Motor Trends Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. And by Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Tracker Boats. Fish the finest. And buy these other fine sponsors. But the idea that we get to go out and go fishing at this new lake, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm looking for coves. I'm looking for deep spots. I want to find shallow water, hoping to find weeds. We now have that Markham underwater camera. Mm-hmm. That's going to be very helpful so mm-hmm. I can go down and actually assess and look. The water in the summer is very unclear. Really? So I, I don't think it's going to be crystal clear why we're out there. I don't know. And especially considering it was so windy and it finally just froze over. Normally, once a lake is frozen over for a while, everything will kind of settle to the bottom. But when it hasn't been frozen over for a while, it tends to be pretty churned up like chocolate milky. So you won't be able to see. But with the camera, we can put it down on the bait and at least get an assessment of like where the weeds are and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking for like five to ten foot deep. Um, and then looking for holes near there and then putting baits really down deep in the holes and then trying different parts of the water column. I'm setting up half of our tip-ups with uh, uh, walleye minnows and really little hooks. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say a, th- a quarter of them. The other ones, I'm going to go really small hooks and giant minnows, still mm-hmm. setting them deep because we've caught giant pike or uh, a walleye that way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to set some pike ones, uh, the other half, I'm going to set about halfway down, 40% down the water column with big hooks and big bait. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and we'll spread them out and we'll just see what happens. But I'm going to try all the different water column things yeah. um, to to try and get an assessment because we know there's a lot of walleye in there and the, like people are catching big walleye, 28, say, 28 inches, 30 yeah. inches, stuff like that. Because they run – there's a river that's attached to that that I've spent some time on. Yeah. And people – like they're there. Yeah. Like there's walleye and yeah. they're nice walleye. Yeah. It's such a shame. Are you coming at all? Um, we'll see. If it is, it'd probably be Sunday. I'm hoping Abby's mom cooks for a Sunday, so that would be the oh, day yeah. to be there. <clears throat> then I won't have to. I can actually eat it instead of just seeing a picture. 
Yeah. What do you What do you think is worse? Because you know we we now get access to this lake. How exciting we get to go for all these fish. What do you think is worse? Going this weekend and finding a great spot and fishing it, but only being able to ice fish it for two days, and then you got to wait till next year. Or finding several good spots that might be good, and now you're more confident of the layout of the lake, and then maybe we get to fish it some more times this year. All I care about is instant gratification of fish on that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. You, you know, know how you are. Fish and nothing you else. Know. <laughs> I'm not out here for an experience. On Saturday, it's supposed to be like 20 degrees as a high and a yeah. low. Sunday, it's going to be a high of 34, so that would be a nice day. Yeah. My favorite is after it's been frozen for a while, and then it's like 55 on a day, but you're going out ice fishing because the ice is still like two oh, yeah. foot thick. You're in a T-shirt or like a long sleeve shirt, and you're ice fishing. And it's the, great. the bite is always unreal oh, that yeah. day. You know, it you'll have just, 30 flags that day. That one time we went out, we did that. I'm in a long sleeve T-shirt. 23 flags in four hours. The ice was crystal clear, so you could, you'd hook one, and you'd watch the fish freaking oh, out like cool. 20 feet away and it's 55 out it was the greatest day yeah that's cool other than was it your boots that weren't great one someone my, boot, my, my feet got a yeah. little wet but who cares like it's a, 55 <laughs> it's like that thin layer of water across the whole thing it wasn't thin it was like ankle deep water after oh, at, really? halfway through yeah, the day yeah. it was it, it got pretty it, wet, it was but. so weird though because the ice was so clear you could see the fish coming and you're fighting them but at the same time there's like water on the ice, so it created like a, a, a little bit of an optical illusion. The ice is clear, and the fish is fighting. And I remember fighting that. Remember, I got that 28-inch pike that day, and at that time, that was big for us. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, look over there!" And you see it going like, "That's it cool. was pretty cool. That's cool." Yeah, that won't be this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah. um, to so go ahead, tell your story. Uh, it's not a story. It's actually really. It, it's on the subject of water. Not shallow water like you guys are going to do, but very, 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 very deep water. I learned about this a few days ago, okay. and I dove into it more today, and it has to be one of the more interesting things I've ever learned about nature. So in the deeper parts of the ocean, um, there it, it's like a desert. There's not a lot there. There's not no structure. There's not a lot of animals. If there is, they're few and far between just because there's not a lot going on. And no okay. structure. No, no structure. Ocean's like a desert. I don't get it, but okay, move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's an underwater desert. Sounds like a song. Um, He's being so, artistic, I guess. You know. I'm, I'm going to read that a lot. I have a lot of facts here about what this is. Almost all the nutrients that animals receive down there is from debris that falls down from the surface. Mm. Fish mm. poop. Well, they call it marine snow. <laughs> I almost said... <laughs> <laughs> marine snow. It, marine snow is what it's called. It's poop. I, I think it's a, an assortment of those sorts of things, plus dead animals, stuff dropped from cruise ship goers, probably <laughs> all that sort of stuff. It's called marine snow, and it slowly floats to the bottom. Huh. Um, however, sometimes, sometimes all the little critters down there get a big feast, and the big feast is a whale. Um, that's perished. The whale has died. It floats to the surface because it's full of gas. It's like a normal mm -hmm. fish. It floats up for a while. The sharks are feeding on it. Mm -hmm. And then once it's able to release the gas, we've all seen the videos of them exploding. Um, <laughs> never seen it it. it. it floats to the... You have never seen it? No. You ever seen Hancock? Stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, like, bringing one through, like... 
it was like Thailand, some some city. They're bringing this whale on the bed of a truck through to bring it to a different spot. Kill people in the middle of the city. This thing exploded like a bomb. Everything got covered with blood and guts and rotten whale. Oh my god! It was crazy. Smelled the same after. That was how the zombie apocalypse started. Um, so these dead whales, once they sink, it's it's called whale fall. They sink to the bottom. Whale fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Marine hail. Nice. <laughs> I like it. So researchers found that whale fall is equivalent to roughly 2,000 years of marine snow within an area of 50 square meters. So wow. in that 50 square meters, one... 50 square meters is kind of a lot. Yeah. One whale is equivalent to 2,000 years, years worth of, of nutrients. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, Jeez. So that's like an immediate oasis. It, yes. Yeah, nice. Let him tell the story. Well, relative, immediate and also not immediate. Just let him get through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So whale fall is a hot spot for something called adaptive radiation. Very strange word. I was confused by it because it didn't seem like it fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Radioactive. Ad- adaptive radiation is the process by which organisms rapidly diversified into a multitude of new forms when a new resource is available. So oh. once once this new resource is available, the, the species that currently exist down there, once they get to it, it, it allows for them to, to grow almost into a new species and adjust to that new, huh. new ecosystem. Their environment's all of a sudden wildly different. Okay. Yeah. And it's sure. where they, I, based on the information I read, it's where they find a majority of new species is on the whale fall because of this adaptive radiation. Huh. It's a good Super band-aid. interesting. Yeah, it is actually. Um, wow. So they're cre- it's almost like creating, like you say, new species down there. It, it's creating a whole new world. That would make sense because when James Cameron went down during his ascend down, he said that they had discovered multiple new species just from. On, on on camera, right, and that, so because there's nothing going on down there, it, it, it's like everything's at such a slow pace on this desert, ocean desert, mm-hmm. that nothing really happens. You just kind of sit there and maybe maybe something, maybe something. something falls on me, yeah, and I get yeah. a little bit of food. We'll no see. light, no light. And so when this happens, they're able to really flourish, and, and it's like re- an ugly guy at the bar just hoping. Yeah, basically, <laughs> um, hoping. So when it's on the surface, it's eaten by the sharks, birds, and fish. Uh, once the gases escape, it sinks. We've been through all this. Moving on to the next page. Scrapes. Um, to be classified as whale fall, it has to fall to a. It has to settle at a depth f- deeper than one kilometer. Oh. So nothing. If it's like not three deeper quarter, than a, three quarters of a mile. So I that must reach like a different um, classification within the ocean. Otherwise, as far as it's depth a go. beached whale like you're. Never. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if the if at that depth the pressure is different enough that it does something different to the whale. Oh, like it breaks down differently. I, th- yeah, I think the species that exist below that depth are different, and so that's oh, that's okay. what is creating this whale fall ecosystem. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of getting some more of those. So the whale fish. the whale yeah. fall is about the ecosystem. It's not the name of the whale actually falling. Correct. It's more of like what is taking place, which is a four-stage process of this whale decomposing. And you're only on number one? I, I haven't even reached one number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so That's so it, funny. Stage one is called the mobile scavenger stage. 
Okay. So that's that consists of uh, hack, hackfish and sharks, and they show up within hours. They can smell it coming down, so they, they're able to kind of hone in on it and locate. And they, like, they have videos of this. If you look it up, it's the craziest looking thing of them just shredding this thing down there. Yeah. And the hacksaw fish, I don't know, do you guys know anything about the hacksaw fish? Not the hack. It's, Jim Duggan, yeah. It's kind of nice. it kind of looks like an eel. It, it's very eel-like looking, and okay. it has like a like a saw-looking mouth. And okay. what it does is it latches onto the whale, and then it ties itself in a knot at, at its butt end, all the way up at the back of itself. It ties a knot, and it runs that knot down its body to the mouth, and runs the knot over the top of its head to use as a, a like a pry tool. If you've seen like a like a python like kind of like tying itself in a knot, it's a little bit like that where it just like glides right down its body and then yeah, rips, yeah. rips off a giant oh, piece and eats it. Oh, I see. That's now. insane. I see. I see. Um, so the the sharks and the hacksaw fish will eat a majority of the flesh along mm. with other critters. There's octopus that live down there and, and, and they'll hone it on it too and with eat a lot of it so, with their beaks. And so. Majority of it is eaten that way, but there's still a lot of little leftovers, and that brings us to stage two. Stage two is called the enrichment opportunist stage. So this is even more octopus, crustaceans, and um, other small organisms are picking up the the little the and little guys, licking the bones clean. Basically, yeah, getting all in all the cracks and crevices. Mm. Um, Rib dinner, and that's basically stage two. So you're having so stage one is all the big guys that come in out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Stage two is the microbe ones, like the ones eating all the not I, not microbe because then we do get down to that. Okay. So imagine this process just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and then it ends up getting bigger. So in stage two, we have the little guys, crabs and and shrimp, just crawling around and, and doing getting their what thing. They can. And then in stage three, which is called the <coughs> sulfolic sulfophilic stage. This is the longest stage of decomposition of of the whale being eaten, where it it can last up to fifty years. Most wow. of the most of the bigger scavengers, so the hacksaw, the sharks, they've all left because there's not a lot to grab grab for them. So they've moved out for the most part, and now the bacteria is starting to move in, um, and it eats lipids found in the bones. And a byproduct of the lipids is our sulfides, and okay. so the sulfides, when they're when they come out of the bacteria, it settles in, on average, an eight foot radius around the whale, and it creates like a, a another bacteria, like a bacteria mat on the on the ground around it that is able to allow clams and other other species to live. So now they move on to these sulfide mats, and it's created an even larger ecosystem. What about what about the what about the sulfide mats makes it livable for the clams and stuff? It, it, what does it do for them? It, it's creating more <laughs> nutrients for another species to be able to to use what that bacteria had just previously previously eaten from the lipids off the whale. So okay. bacteria eats the lipids when they're getting ready to poop. They poop out the sulfides. The sulfides go up into the water, and then it settles back down around. Uh, back down. Ian, <laughs> you loves the story. Sorry, I back down happening. around the whale, and then that's when these other crustaceans, clams, and everything are able to move in because it, it just creates more nutrients. And you have to think about too. Now you have all these other animals moving in. They're not all going to live for a super long time, so they're going to die. 
and it's you're almost creating an endless cycle of of life just around this one whale. Huh. That is super interesting. Um, so the sulfides creates the perfect eco- ecosystem. I didn't see the bacteria poop feeding clams. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, so I'm Night Shyamalan over here. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. At the end, they were really just in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you, if you look up any of these videos and and you get to this phase of decomposition in, in any of the videos you watch it's going to look like it's covered in algae and you know how algae looks like has that fuzzy like fuzzy. flowy look yeah it looks like hair well that's what they're going to look like but if it's red it's actually a worm it, and the worm is called usually called the osidax worm and they don't have they don't have eyes and they they don't have mouths and it looks like a little if you like looked at it real close up it looks like almost like a tree where it's like a narrow stalk and then it flares up almost like branches mm-hmm. it looks like the the gills we were talking about on mm-hmm. the salamanders Jeez. and the way they eat is they have roots that grow down into the bones and then those then they spread out into the bone marrow and they eat oh, okay. eat, eat the fats and and uh, oils in the bone marrow um and then that brings us to stage four, the reef stage, and it can cons- consist of it consists of solid mineral remains of the whale. So basically, the more just the things that you can't consume, mm-hmm. um, and it's believed that the remains can last for hundreds of years and create structure and homes for many species for intense amounts of time, hundreds okay. of years. Yeah, you got so because crabs of, and stuff dying and. Like that, because of this whole process, you you have a newfound ecosystem that is like in perpetual motion on itself. Hmm. So that's whale fall. Whale and, fall. I, and I thought that's it was pretty cool. It, it was like the unheard of thing that I never heard of it before. No, it wasn't our textbooks. No, it's like the ocean cool. equivalent of elephant graveyard. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it just goes to show that it's unlimited down there. I yeah. highly recommend looking up videos of this. It is the most like visually interesting thing I think I've ever watched. Even with, if there's no one explaining what it is, it's the craziest looking thing to see this process. I'd like to watch it sped up. You know, like see oh, like all a, the things take place, like I, a time lapse. I think they're, they do have a time lapse on YouTube. How do it. you see it though? It's a it's a kilometer down, isn't it? It's th- black down there? I think what they, it how they try to find them is either by chance, yeah. they just happen to come across them while researching, or they track a dead whale hmm. and and, oh, and watch it cool. try to watch it settle yeah. you know it, the weird fact of all that though is a good point by jeff is like that it's dark completely for all this like there's no light down there Mm-mm. all this happens without light yeah it's all like scent based like yeah. by no, or or by chance no plants that we as we know them are hanging out down there taking part of mm-hmm. this Nope. They uh, what, no. what did they called one of the bacteria <laughs> like a pho, kino, Oh shoot, what was it? It was. I'll, I'll try to think of Kelp? it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh, was that? salad. Photokino, <laughs> photochemo. Okay. Bacteria. So, okay. It was it, but photo made F-O. me think plant, yeah. which made me think light in some sense. Yeah. And then it had the chemo part, which I thought was strange. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd have to look into well, the, the basis of the you name. Were talking about. <laughs> I don't know how that radiation comes into play, unless yeah. it's just like a ter- like a general term they're using as far as like radiation changing. 
it's radiating nutrients. I guess. I don't a- know. As we continue to get better and continue to do different podcasts and stuff, I would use like Ryan's idea as like a great example, and then the mud puppy one would be a bad one. <laughs> 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 I came across a video on same way you did with the whale, and I was like, I just found it super fascinating. And the pitch was, what one gallon liquid? I'll let you all make a guess. Jeffrey, you can't, don't you? You can't talk about this website on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 not the one with your mom. The, uh, the, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh harder. Um, <laughs> uh, what liquid is worth? Sixty thousand dollars a gallon. Jeez. Um, Printer ink. I know. Uh, <laughs> methylamine. <laughs> methamphetamine. No, methylamine. Is that does that go into methamphetamine? I don't know. Watch Breaking Maybe. Bad. Maybe. Yeah. Um, from- I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I know, on the basis of us being an outdoor channel, I'm gonna guess some sort of anti venom, because I know that stuff runs. Like it, it just like the processing of it is the expensive part, and that's what like really cranks it up. Well, you're all dumb. So the <laughs> you know nothing. No one was even remotely close. <laughs> Stupid. Ryan would be the closest. AJ gets brownie points, and I don't remember what you said. Mine was accurate. Mine, yeah. <laughs> printer ink. Yeah, it's really, nice. Um, that's good. So the correct answer is actually <laughs> you're saving the last popper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do like this. Go ahead. Tell your story. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's like his guilty pleasure. I love cap guns. I love cap guns. I love cap guns. So funny. (laughs) Jeff just popped a popper at me for those of you just listening. Anyhow. So the correct answer is a blue liquid. If that helps. And it is horseshoe crab blood. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do. Sounds like a fetish. collecting that and selling it. Let me, and what is it used for? Yeah. I'm going to uh, speak if you shut <laughs> off. <laughs> like I'm being really passive aggressive. So, a couple things. I didn't interrupt you during your story. <laughs> there is something. Now, I heard the people say it as I was doing my research. You guys ever seen the movie Hollywood Nights? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that movie in forever. My was another dad bit. Oh yeah, my, my dad also watched Hollywood. <laughs> he watched it every week. He watched five movies for six years. Yeah. Uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Hollywood Nights. Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Mm -hmm. What was the one we just said? Uh, um, Smoking the Bandit. Yep. And um, Secondhand Lions. That's a good movie. That is a great movie. Secondhand Lions is a great movie. I knew you Haley Joel Osmond. Yep. (laughs) Michael (laughs) Caine. Made the top five. Robert Duvall. That's how he watches. What a strange 2004 (laughs) choice. That is true. It doesn't (laughs) make sense in that list. (laughs) It's my dad. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow. Those four and then the movie Chicago. (laughs) The musical. Yep. (laughs) Horseshoe crab blood. Okay. So this this is the scientific meaning behind it. So the medical industry catches 600,000 horseshoe crabs per year. And when they do... On purpose? Mm-hmm. They drain 30% of their blood and throw them back. Okay. They, the guesstimate before was that 30% of them would not survive this, um, it, this you know... Procedure? P- procedure. Bloodletting? Now, what's interesting about... <laughs> kind of... <laughs> what's interesting about them is they've actually been on the planet 
according to the science stuff, that they've remained unchanged for 450 million years. Mm -hmm. They're one of our best living fossils that exist. That's the one that looks like a trilobite. <clears throat> yeah. It's got yeah. like a crazy shell yeah. over the top of itself. We'll show and a picture. And, and, like a and the poker. It goes to a tail. And then if you flip them over, the poker goes straight up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's that. That's okay. like you. Yeah. <laughs> if you flip me over, my poker goes straight up. <laughs> so anyhow, the, um, they harvest about 600,000 of them a year. And they take the blood. And the reason why they take the – so 30% will stick with that first. 30% okay. they think don't survive. Okay. Now there's a bunch of PETA-like organizations, which there's a lot of videos on them, that think more die, that think releasing them right away, the mortality rate's actually far worse than that, and okay. that they should actually keep them and nurse them for like two weeks before dumping them back in. But the likelihood of that is like not going to happen because these boats look like deadliest catch and they're in a hurry. That costs money, so. Yeah. So the problem is they're worried that if we continue to harvest them at the rates we are – that we or not harvest them but kill them at the rates we are in order to collect their blood then they could start to go extinct and um, they were actually just moved on the endangered species list into uh the state vulnerable which endangered is the next yeah. okay um so but here's the thing i found out is there's like a lot of different organizations that have endangered species lists and some of them have different political ideologies which oh, lead, which lead them to push Certain things. Certain things in ways that aren't true sometimes because they're okay. like – there's people that think, uh, uh, for instance, um, the the wolves should still be endangered and in, in certain states in the United States. When that's not the case, it's like, well, we just don't want you to hunt them. Same thing with grizzly bears. Yeah. Well, just don't yeah. hunt them. So we'll just leave them endangered. But when you make something endangered, you should define what – the sustain, parameters are sustainable mm -hmm. looks like and then once they get there of course you would take them off the list yeah, yeah. but there's something political about taking them off the list that really upsets people so mm -hmm. interesting so i guess what Go i'm saying figure. is like while mm -hmm. they've been moved to that spot on the list i i learned to discredit a lot of that in my research yeah take it with a grain of salt not saying that we should keep doing it i'm just saying that's the case i wonder if they move around enough if you could take a <laughs> section of the however many they're catching like say you take a thousand of them you catch them you bloodlet those thousand and then you put some kind of a like a tracker or something on them like i assume they do with whales to track whale fall and then let them go and then if they continue moving around hey you've got numbers i can't imagine that there's one that there's money in that two that they would care enough at this point they're not no one's pushing them hard enough to be like hey we're about to end this well, as soon as they go into vulnerable, now all of a sudden you're threatening an industry. So I bet they would be willing to put So the, the industry is doing it to protect themselves is what yeah, he's yeah. saying. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, I, I if the if the if the sum of humans interacting with animals in the past is any indication of how they'll handle yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. What you said makes sense. Sure. But I don't see it. Yeah. It's like how China like China in their research boats with the whales. Yeah. <coughs> slaughter boat. Yeah, in their slaughter boats. Harpooning. Yeah. So it is some some to, to your point though, I in some of my research I found that they would actually harvest them along the Atlantic coast shore and they would actually when they would harvest their blood, some of the uh, medical companies would actually nurse them back to health and then release them very far away to make sure they didn't accidentally harvest Take blood twice oh, because wow. that would for sure kill them. There's another downfall to this is that they're saying, these scientists are saying, 
that even though only 30% die, it's also very, very, very unlikely for a female to mate after this happens to her. Ooh. That's what they're saying. Oh. Again, like I could tell like the difference in the sites in the research I was doing, it was like heavily, heavily opinionated one way or the other. Right. So I was having trouble figuring out who's right. I'm just Dang. giving you the information because right. it's very that. How do they how do they fish for them and where do they live? Netting them. Um, they can find them in the shores as well. It's kind of like crabs where you can get them on shores, but you can also get them on, you know, has, in depth. Has there been any attempt to farm them? Yes. Matter of fact, that industry is booming right now. <laughs> and uh, now you've ruined my story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, no, no, that was the punchline. So. The, the, the farms are kind of like, oh my God. if I, when I saw it, like the picture of it, and I'll send it to AJ so you can put it on the screen. Sorry, AJ, this one's going to be Not there. Not next to Jeff. Uh, <laughs> the, um, it's kind of, Master, if you were one of these guys, as far as uh, a horseshoe crab goes, you'd be pretty offended by looking at this facility because they like nurse them, and then there's like these jugs of blue liquid hanging off them, and there's like one hooked up to it and it's being dripped in, and then the next one comes up and they're dripping him in. Now, um, you're probably asking yourself, is why is their blood so sought after in the first place? Yes. So um, it's got a unique property to it on how it coagulates. Okay which means uh, coagulation is if you had a cut and it started to um, gel gelatin, I would say the blood over thicken. the cut, thicken, and then eventually turn into a scab, and that, that's, that, that's the process of it in our body. It's a clot. But theirs is very, uh, um, I hate that word though. Uh, that's what it is. <laughs> gross me out. Um, you got clots? <laughs> it, uh, um, I, I just always can visually see it, and I don't like that. I always got them when, when, like, when you get a bloody nose, like a really bad bloody nose, you like pull out a giant clot. I've oh, never yeah. had that. You had that? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I, I don't to, know that I've ever had a bloody nose straight up. I used to get bloody noses all the time as a kid, and I'd just sit there with a tissue on my nose holding it. There was always that kid. You're yeah. Andrew Lilly. It never happened at school. It was only oh, during the on, summertime, man. during like summer break, is when it would happen. That's convenient. So you didn't have to deal with the embarrassment. Yeah, no. And then, but like <clears throat> a, after sitting there for a while, it would all just like, it would coagulate in my nose and I'd pull it out and it'd be like nope. this giant clot. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding you. They'd be like this long and you'd have to like wrap it around a tissue. What? That's, I'm not kidding. I've never seen that. I'm I, not kidding. I, did you like throw it at <laughs> your sister? Why don't you make a milkshake out of it? Did you ever throw it at your sister? Uh, No, I never threw them at anybody. And I didn't, I, I didn't tend to throw my bodily fluids or blood at people. If it'd be I ever got cancer and they pulled out a tumor. How funny would it be to like it's throw like, a tumor at somebody? <laughs> like, true. did you just throw a tumor? You're at alive me? now, you know. Yeah. The only the the worst bloody nose I've ever had. You put the toilet paper in your nose, it clots, and then you pull it out, and it's been absorbed by the toilet paper. I've never had a <laughs> blood snake no. come out of my nose. So the horseshoe to, crab. Yes. Know, what in the world? So, basically, like I said, they've been around 450 million years, and they're the oldest living fossil. Mm. Now, in 1970s. An idea came about called, and it's called LAL. LAL is a process. I heard the lady say it three times. I can't retain how to say it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very complex thing, but LAL is this. Essentially, what happens is you can take a small, small, small drop of this blood mm -hmm. and the coagulate that's in it, and you can put it on anything. Uh, whether it be medical equipment or in a vaccine or in anything. And if there is any kind of bacteria in it, such as uh, salmonella or any of the other common ones that could end up hurting somebody. He named the one he knew and then said, et cetera. E. coli? <laughs> e. coli was the other main yeah. one. I couldn't think of that. Jeff, get bent. 
So the <laughs> <laughs> so what would happen is this coagulate would wrap around the bacteria and cause like a bubble cocoon of jelly around it. And while it wouldn't kill the bacteria, it would notify them that, oh, this is contaminated. So basically the LAL is, it was approved in the 1970s. It's FDA approved. Right now they're working on uh, a man-made version of it, but they hmm. don't have it yet. Um, and it isn't being implemented. This is the only one approved by FDA. There's arguments that there is, but then on some of these left-wing sites, it went down this rabbit hole of like, <laughs> we're in a hurry to make fake meat so we can quit slaughtering poor animals. So it's, you know, you're, you're listening to, uh, yeah. you know, mumbo jumbo at that point. But the point is- <clears throat> Save the crabs for climate change. That, that's, that's next. <laughs> yeah, the LAL system it, that is in place has saved a lot of vaccine trials too because when they when they test vaccines often on rabbits a lot of them would they they'd like be injecting all of them and they give them all this bacteria and then that would mess with the results it would also kill a lot of them uh unnecessarily and uh it was always just a hope up until the 1970s so now it's like part of the process is like make sure there's no contamination well in order to make sure there's no contamination you need horseshoe crab blood wow interesting yeah imagine just imagine you said being valuable the, well, that's why it's valuable because yeah. the medical industry will pay sixty grand a, uh, a gallon, <laughs> and you need such little, yeah, such little amounts. I imagine be the first guy to pitch that idea, be like, you know what this is going to be good for? Yeah, why well, medical? Th 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 it's it's not just that. There's there's a lot of other research around it, but that's like the main use right now. Interesting. Yeah. So like a black market is that's the fear. If they th that's bound to happen, if it is killing the horseshoe crabs, that will happen, and it's scary to think about which I'm sure happens the medical industry flirting with those sorts of things especially on such a massive scale with an ecosystem 600,000 yeah. per year it. they harvest and blood roughly 30% they think die. yeah but there's there's a lot of people on the other side of the aisle that are like it's over 50 and the females won't reproduce after the sterilization thing is the the scary part it's not yeah. sterilization it's like um, I think it's more of like an emotional or weakness thing isn't that sterilization? Like, like chickens laying eggs? Well, no, because they could. A bad storm, and then they don't lay eggs for two, three weeks. Wow. Sure. Similar to that. Sure. Yeah, it's a lot the, like that. The That's a great example. Causes them to not be able to reproduce. It's a great example. Yeah. Interesting. And loss of thirty percent of blood. I, how they arrived at that number, I don't. I don't know either. But this kind of the liquid's neat. In, invoked a thought in my head. Would it, you drink it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe hot. maybe there's a way. Hot probably. Yeah, um, and probably encase your entire body in gelatin. Just th thinking about <laughs> you bacteria. That's how everyone's body works. <laughs> Everyone has bacteria. Okay, <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> so shut up. I, I, this whole thing made me think about people's thought process. All the different opinions you saw on how many died, and you could clearly see wh who was behind what and the endangered species. Um, is there is there a place for PETA in that sense? Like, is PETA a good thing in that sense where they're actively working to make sure these things aren't mismanaged? I'm not defending it. This I'm is just the first saying, of many it's, conversations. <laughs> it's just a thought process that maybe generally maybe it's it's, like, yes. is there a point in time where you could find yourself on the same side of the aisle? Correct. Is it is it has PETA been misrepresented in a sense where <laughs> I, I know I know that you disagree, but I'm just saying. Is there a place for these groups in that sense if they if, if they if yeah. they did what they're supposed exactly, to exactly yeah i mean in yeah. this in this case someone raising the alarm and saying hey 
we should be more sustainable about, sustainable about this. But all they want is for it to completely stop, and we need it for certain things. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a necessary thing right now. Do we want to see the horseshoe crabs go extinct? No. But I think the problem with groups like that is that, and I've been using this example a lot, though, is like the filter in their mind that they put everything through mm -hmm. is so messed up that like once in a while they'd be on the right side of the aisle, but almost always the way that they want to get to the right spot is wrong. So like okay. the way they want to solve the crab thing is probably wrong. Yep. The way they want to solve things is almost always wrong because it's based on emotion as opposed to practicality and effectiveness. I yeah. part of the reason I bring this up is because I don't I I have a general idea of what PETA does, but I never knew a lot about it whereas you guys kind of grew up They in throw a, ketchup on AJ's fur. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's what coming. I'm saying. Like you guys grew up in a time where that was a little bit more prof like that was a thing where at the end of the, all the movies they would mm -hmm. say whatever it said about the animals. They had booths well, at concerts plenty of times. PETA? Mm -hmm. No kidding. Whereas when I was growing up, that wasn't really a thing. So it wasn't up in our face all the time. It was just kind of word of mouth. You heard about, oh, like, like and growing up around hunting, it was like, PETA's just the worst. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know why PETA's the worst, but that's just what I've always been told. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you got your podcast topic for next week. Yeah. Talk about why is the worst. I'm going to call someone off. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Green Bay Outdoors podcast. If you would, go to our website, thegreenbayoutdoors.com. AJ got done just rebuilding the whole thing and making it gorgeous. If you go there, you'll find our HuntCast series. That's our online series. Basically, the goal of those that series is for you to go on a hunt or fishing expedition with us just along for the ride as opposed to all the voiceovers and, and complicated episodes like we have for our main show. It's just kind of a go for the ride, easy to watch, fun experience. We also have our how-to video series on there, which is if you need to know how to do almost anything in the outdoors, you can find it in our little encyclopedia there on the website. Also, you can buy our merch if you're interested in Green Outdoors hats or anything like that. And then our main television show, we made the announcement on the last episode, but the Green Outdoors is officially going to be coming to the Outdoor Block on History Channel in the second half of 2023. We'll share more information with you as it comes, but it's going to be a 10-episode series. What we're filming is spectacular. It's going to be incredible, and we cannot wait to share it with you. But next week, you can find us right back here on the Green Outdoors podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and stay green.